Hey. Are you ready? I am so ready. We're just sitting here patiently waiting for a phone call. We're going to have a great guest this today. It's going to be great. Yes. It's going to go so well. Yep. Um, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Coaching Caffeine and Comedy. I'm your host, Haley Kobza. And I'm Lena. And today we have a super fun guest. We'll kind of just let her talk about her life, but we have Andrea, Sh- Ooh. Andrea Schuler. Very good. Schooler. I think, I think it's Schuler. I think so. Yeah, but yeah. we'll just we'll clarify that with her when she calls us back. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm excited to hear all about her. Me too. Yeah, it'll be fun. Met her at FCA camp. Wonderful. Loves education. There, those are the angels on earth. Yes, educators and good she educators. Must do something with like sports as well. Mm. So yeah, probably a little coaching something 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 yeah. along the side. Happy uh, Monday. Yes. Happy Monday. Good to see you again. Good to see you. I'm glad you get to see me. I'm glad I get to see you too. And thank you for the Jolton Joes. Jolton Joes, we love you. Shout we, out. Yes. Mm. Got an iced Americano with sugar-free mocha. Mm. And I got you a big Jolt Mocha Mud with mm. peanut butter. No So whip. good. Yes. So good. Might be whole milk in there, but you'll be fine. It's If I have to leave, yeah. you got this. Yep. Yep. All on your own. You know what I did today that I haven't done in a long time? Yeah, let's hear it. We had a game morning. Like game after game after game after game after game. We went outside. Celia got in a hundred shots. Oh, your kids. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I was like game. I was thinking like hunting. Oh yeah. Okay. No, nope. okay. didn't do that this morning. Then Vivi finally joined us. Kenlin was defense. And uh, it, and then we went inside. We played tensies. We played wait, spot. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. You played? Girl. You weren't refing. No, okay. I didn't ref. Do you, I have, have, do you have a team for the three on three? Maybe I do. Do you? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, I'm wondering if it can be co-ed. I oh, mean, wait, Jake will not. Oh, finally showed up for sand volleyball at the marina last night. Oh. That was pretty terrible. Was it? Haven't been there all year, and it showed. I'm not comfy. Jake yelled at me nonstop. Speaking of not comfy, whoa, holy smokes, you can really hear me now. Jake yelling at me to get there, or I should have been there, or that one was mine, or oh. move my feet, or oh. get to the ball. Yeah. Yeah, those, um, the couples that practice together. Mm-hmm. And play together, mm-hmm. clearly stay together. Well, I don't know. Last night, it was a touch-and-go kind of moment. I feel like Jake is so sweet. Not when it comes to volleyball. He's a psycho. Oh, like, <laughs> whatever I just tried to say. That was the <laughs> Americano hitting. Oh, best part about last night, it was date night. So we left the kids at home. So excited. Yeah. Halfway turning, like we're starting to head mm-hmm. north mm-hmm. towards the marina. All of a sudden, I hear Jake yell, Viviana, what are you doing? She pops up from the back row. She had been hiding in the Suburban for 15 minutes because we had already said no kids were going. So she waited. She lie in wait. I sure hope the AC was on. <laughs> That's what all everybody said once we got there. Like, she could have died. Yeah. Well, Did she Did she scare didn't. you? No, because I didn't even know she just sat up. I'll tell you. You know what? Speaking of scaring. Yeah, I have you, a concussion. Well, you have a concussion. Yeah. And then, too, like, you are such a... Terrible scare. Ter- well, like, yeah, like you don't even record anything. Like nobody's well, ever going to know that story actually happened. Like you've never scared me. Well, the crack on my head will show you because I hid behind the counter. I jumped up to scare for payback after I walked around here for 10 minutes yelling, don't do it. Don't do it. See, I w- that was me the like, last the shower time. Curtain, I, op- I was looking everywhere. <laughs> I was like, don't. Yeah. So how was your weekend? Uh, it was great. Good. I'm great. What, you, I, what, what was great? What happened? Why, what what just happened to you? I mean, every day is a great day. Every day is a freaking great yeah, day. If you get to wake up and you get to move, every day is a great day. Well, so I woke up yesterday. I was moving later in some volleyball, and obviously, I wasn't moving well enough because it was. Um, let's see. Oh, I made homemade ice cream for the first time ever. What? What? Like, why is no? Why did my mother not domesticate me better? I'm That's sure she so did, fun. and you just don't remember. Uh, no, my grandma made ice cream. Was it like salt and ice and the shake salt. it in a bag? No, no, no. I bought um, the. Uh, I bought an ice cream maker. Oh, okay. That doesn't sound homemade. Well, that's what Clay said too, but I'm like, it is though, because I still put the ingredients in it. Oh, okay. So that counts. Um, and the kids and I made an ice cream recipe for my grandma, and it oh, was that sounds nice. Very sweet, but also very good. Mm. You know how much sugar is in ice cream? Mm, no. Yeah. Like all the recipes that people were sending me, it's mm-hmm. like two to six cups of sugar. Oh, nice. Yeah. And raw eggs. Okay. Seems so. Okay. Why we- can't you eat cookie dough? 
but we're going to eat this cold okay. raw eggs. So, it's something about the uncooked flour. Look it up. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. That may be a myth, but that's what I've heard. What was that thrill gurgle that got picked up? <laughs> it's always you and your weird functional noises. <laughs> it's the whole milk. Oh, God. My I made homemade cookie bars. They were to mm, die. Yum. I didn't want to deal with making individual cookies, mm-hmm. but they took like 20 minutes extra to bake, and it was kind of frustrating, but they were super good. That I'll sounds delicious. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, also, speaking of Jolton Joe's, huge thank you to our other two sponsors, Wild Ass Soap Company. I need to get out there. I, the last time I was out there, well, one, I used to go out there like every week there because I was buying all my eggs from them, but uh-huh. I just haven't had the time. Um, I'm stocked up. When I go out there, I'm like, give me 20 bars of soap. I need to head out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wore my wild ass soap shirt mm-hmm. to El Porto mm. for a girly event on what you know, just for a girls there was some yeah. office one. And I had the Thanks for the invite. You're welcome. Well, it was the championship YMCA mm. rec league team. So sorry. Whatever. Yeah, we had like three birthdays right in a row. Boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, chicka. That's Two fun. of them jumped up to the forty bracket. So you have some friends joining you. Yes. That's good for them. But I'm going to be out of the 40 bracket sooner than all of them are in it. So, you know, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I started, did I already, yeah, I think we already said, you know, I'll be having some more open gyms. Super excited about volleyball. Oh, so, yeah. St. Pat's. It's coming up. Go Lady Knights. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Is it hard for you to hear me say Lady Knights? Because that's kind of your arch nemesis. You know. North Black. Yes and no. Like, mm-hmm. I like both coaches of the Knights. Oh, yeah. Like, we you're okay. one of them. Yeah. yeah Alexa's pretty yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know what's funny is, like, you have these people, like, you spend so much time with them. Like, Alexa. Yeah. I have not seen Alexa forever. And our kids have now forgotten each other. Oh. Well, I don't know about Mike, but hers have. They've <laughs> forgotten you. They forgot who well, our kids are. Okay. She's like, I don't think I know them. Well, I'm it like, happens. Oh, that's you know, so Horrible. Yeah. Alexa, take some time. But you know me. what? I feel like I could call Alexa up anytime. We'd be perfectly okay. That's what it's about. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just we, waiting for the go ahead to give our person a call. I thought she was calling us. Well, you know, I thought, uh, yeah, she's, yeah. 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 It's, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Happens. Um, I spent some time out in my flowers. Obviously, I hadn't done that lately. Mm-hmm. Did a little, you know, the, what's the word? I don't want to say pruning, but I did a little work that needed some attention. Ooh. Went swimming in the pool, the new pool. <gasps> so nice last nice. night. After hot Still volleyball. Have a gun invite. Oh yeah, that's right. Shoot. It's okay. It's I know. fine. I, you that know, does feel weird, doesn't it? It's, it's okay. We're both busy. That's right. And your um, <clears throat> your godmother status is about to take full effect because when I'm on season. My kids oh. are going to your school now, so now oh, like that's right. they're under okay. your list. Yes, under my angel wing. Yeah, that's I what think you meant to say. I think their yes. their ICE contact is you. Okay, it's I not me. I don't. Uh, oh, oh, here we got a phone call. Let's do got it. A phone call. Let's make this happen. I love when people call me. Ring. <clears throat> Hello. Hey. Okay, all is well. <laughs> I can hear can you, you very well now. Yes. Can you hear us? You can hear me very well. Yes, I yes. can hear you. Lena's a little bit quiet, but I, I can hear that's her voice. A, that's the first time that has ever been said. Let me tell you that. And first when you time. come and visit me, you're going to meet her and you're going to be like, this girl is amazing. <laughs> Take it back. She's not a girl. She's a woman. That's right. Almost. This lady. This yes. lady. I yeah. wonder if it's just like, am I like, are you on Zoom with her? No. She's and then I'm hearing your... We are here in studio. Yeah, we're in studio. You're in studio. Hands. Got it. Hey, you know what? When you come visit, yeah, because you're going to do this, and you're going to pick up Paula and Paul- Paulini. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. What? Are you I okay? said her name wrong. Paula? Paula. And there's another um, one. Paula and then... Uh, Pulani. Pulani. Nice. Yeah. There you go. And then you guys. you guys can we all come here yes. and chit-chat. That would be And fun. she must have just gotten married. I know. What? She I did. need to reach out. Oh, this yeah. is the one who was like it, there during yeah. her week before wedding time. Yeah. Oh and my she gosh. was like, it's fine. Yeah. I can it's do fine. this. Um, oh, Haley, maybe I think what I, I think what it is, is your phone is likely much closer to your sound or your mouthpiece. Mm. Maybe I can go in the middle. Maybe I'm I not will, sure what the setup is. I, I will try You're not to the do first that. person to ask to be in the middle. Oh, that's better. Oh, <laughs> Lena, 
Oh. You are a crack up. Oh it's my. Lena, not Lena. 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 Yeah. Lena. L I N A. L E N A. L E. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's not sixty, even though. Okay. Whoa. No, I'm not. But rolling She's in great. up on it, so I, it's fine. I actually hear you a lot better now. So whatever you, you did, you're perfect, you're perfect. Welcome. Okay, we always do a little warm up, so we're yeah. gonna do that, and then we're gonna get into the meat, the meat of this conversation. Okay, That's right? Okay. All right. So Lena is going to give you thirty seconds on the clock. Yep. And you're trying to come up with as many track and field events that you can come up with. Ooh. Are yes. you ready? Okay. Sure, I'm ready. Get set. Go. High jump, long jump, triple jump, pole vaulting, um, 100 meters, 200 meters, 400 meters, 800 meters, four by one, four by two, four by uh, four, four by eight, 800 meters, mile. Jeez. Oh, there's so many more. Uh, Hurdles, 100 hurdles, 110 hurdles, 300 hurdles, and. Um, oh my time, time is up. Oh, okay. javelin. No, shot oh. put, long jump. Oh, okay. my time is up. First and foremost, that yeah. is the best. Yes. We have done over a hundred episodes. Yes. You knocked it out of the park. Yeah, you just said a Thank new record. You. Yeah, like everyone's Thank like, you. they might get five. Yeah. And then they start sweating and, and it's then, like they forgot yeah. all words. And it's a lot of ums and uhs yeah. and mutters. Yeah. Like, is the time up yet? Yeah. A lot of sweat. Good, Good job. Work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um Thank you. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Okay. Very and nice. It's Schuler, right? It is. Andrea Schuler. Okay. So talk to us. So you went you were a high school athlete, played basketball on track. Yes. yes. Okay. And then Primary and tennis. And tennis. Oh, okay. I did. Was just that, for a year. Was okay. that a fall sport for you, tennis then? No. So I actually sacrificed um, a year of track to do tennis and I have sisters who are twins one of which was playing tennis her senior year and so I wanted to do a sport with her we used to all play basketball together and then in high school we kind of found our own sports one stayed with basketball I went to track and field where I had a lot of success in that sport and then one had success in tennis and I was getting burned out of running so I switched over to tennis for a year and then went back my senior year and did cross country and track wow I've been to the state um multiple times um, multiple events. Mm. And then I came back and coached it. I did not pursue it in college. Which is because fine. Because I wanted to. Yep. Hmm? Which is perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Yeah. I, I felt like it, I lacked credibility a little bit when I came back to, to coach, but you know what? It was all good. And I showed them what I knew and it was, it was all good. What made you decide to not run in college? I know exactly what it was. I ran um, primarily four by eight, four by four and the mile. And so because I had more of the distance background in me versus 800 and shorter being, uh, so the way that it works at CSU, Colorado State University, go Rams, is that I would have had to run. um, So track is indoor and outdoor seasons. And then with the distance, I would have had to run cross country. So I would have been Mm -hmm. fall, winter and spring year round athlete. And it would have probably set me back credit wise. And I wanted to graduate in four years and get on with my life. So much running. And what did you go to college for? I went to become a teacher, um, an elementary teacher. And the program to be a teacher at that age, CSU does not have an elementary licensure. They have early childhood and they have secondary. So I thought, great, I will invest my time and try to get into the early childhood program. Um, which you apply for halfway through your college career. So they tell you that when you're a freshman, just so you know, and they say you might want to transfer to UNC, the teaching school of Colorado, if you want to do elementary, whatever. I thought, no, let me shoot my shot. I really like Fort Collins. Ended up the overall major is human development and family studies. So that was my major. I did not get into the program. They only accepted 25 a year. Oh, wow. Yes. So a very competitive um, program. And so I finished up my career with um, like the humanities and or HDFS. And then I went straight into grad school after that at UNC, where I got my master's and my license to teach. 
That's so interesting that they have like a, a limit on it. I mean, are there, isn't there a shortage for teachers in Colorado as well as kind of everywhere else? So, yes, but this has been a thing long before a shortage. Okay. And it's not necessarily preventing people. I don't know why they don't have the elementary program at their school. Okay. They, they're more of an engineering school. I would okay. say that. Awesome. Um, so, okay. yeah. So then where did you go? You got, went to grad school. Woohoo! Yep, at UNC Greeley, um, where we met. Yes, how fun! Has it oh, changed so a guys, lot? Oh, you met just for FCA, not yeah. before. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, oh did, yeah, FCA. Yeah. yeah. What did you end up doing after you um, finished grad grad school? Yeah, after grad school, I went straight into teaching. Um, I had to do a little bit of the way that the district is that I went to is the title one district in Colorado Springs. So I went back uh, to my hometown and back in with my parents actually for like two years. And I, um, I did a little bit of summer school. Um, it was part of the in-service. They wanted you to kind of teach their way. It was like a way of training. So we did teacher training and uh, new staff Institute, which was several weeks long, far too long. It was actually a month. It was about a month long at the time. They've changed it since because it was very excessive. But that's what I did, like, right after. So to paint the picture, I graduated from undergrad on a Friday. I started grad school on Monday. And so I did a summer to summer term. I actually finished a little earlier. Uh, it was going to be a summer to fall term, and I finished early by finishing in the summertime of uh, 2013. Is that right? Yes. And then had maybe a little bit of a break because I wanted to finish grad school before I went into new staff Institute. So then I did new staff, like all of the, all of July and then school started in August. Oh my And so gosh. I hadn't had a summer break for several years <laughs> in a row. Everything I did was, um, uh, with kids. I failed to mention, I also did some volunteer camps, uh, with crew and with FCA over those summers, quote unquote mm -hmm. summers. So I've just always worked with kids. And so wow. when, what was your first teaching gig? And was it first in Colorado? Grade. First grade. Yep. Colorado Springs, okay. first grade, Title I uh, school. Awesome. And then, and then after that, you must have stayed in teaching for a little bit in Colorado. Yep. I stayed in the district. Um, I went to a different school but stayed in the district. I was first grade for another three years. And I also started coaching um, track so I was an assistant my first year, and then I got promoted to head coach the following season, which was wild because I had only ever coached as an assistant before. Mm -hmm. It's um, a big difference. It was huge. And yeah. I was 24, 25 at the time of mm -hmm. accepting a head coach role of co-ed high school students. Mm -hmm. Oh, you did, you it, did both boys and girls? Oh, yeah. I was it. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. I had, I had assistants. Sure. Um, under me, but yeah. Who was easier to coach girls or boys? The boys. Right. That's so weird. You. Cause so high school boys are just easier. High school girls made me want to fight. I'm so serious. And I'm <laughs> thankful for the balance. I'm thankful that it was co-ed. I mean, mm -hmm. there was some oh, drama sure. on the team sometimes. Right. Right. Because somebody liked somebody. Right. And it's like, I had a girl I was ready to kick off of a relay because she would perform based on how she felt. Mm. And I would tell the boy, I said, don't you break up with her this week because we need her. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, right. we need her head right. You, right. you do what you got to do after, after the meet or, you know. Yeah. Oh, God. So then, but no, the boys were fun. Awesome. So then you taught in Colorado and then you ended up going to Texas here kind of recently, but you were down there for a little bit. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So I, after being, um, post grad, after like working in the field for five years, post, uh, grad school, I moved to Austin, Texas. I thought I'd moved to San Antonio because there's just a lot of roads led to Texas. It's a place I never thought I would end up and it ended up becoming a place that I struggled to leave. And it's cool that it worked that way. But, uh, long story short, I got there because I just started researching top 10 cities to live, top 10 cities for diversity, top 10 for, you know, teacher pay or, you know, cost of living and singles, um, all these different factors. Wow. And some of the 
state or some of the cities were maybe in California or not as economically sound for me, Texas ended up continuously coming up. And so it was San Antonio because, you know, cost of living was lower. But when I had applied to San Antonio and thought I was going to live there, I was apartment hunting one weekend out there. And a friend that lives there as well, we decided to go up to Austin for a day. I'd never gone to Austin. So we do a day trip. And I, after a day, I thought, man, I could do this city. So I extended my job search in Austin, Texas, just happened in a flash. Um, I had been applying for PE jobs because I've been a teacher and a coach, like I mentioned. And so I was ready for a change with education. And so I thought, man, it would be cool to like PE teachers. They've got it made, right? They're still salaried. You don't have to deal with parent teacher conferences. You don't like, there's no homework really. Like yes, it's talk. all of the, yeah. all of the pluses mm-hmm. without, right. And it's fun. <laughs> yeah. People want to come to your class yes. for the most part. Right. Yeah. So, um, I looked into, I was looking specifically for PE teachers, which of course we're getting snagged as, as quick as you can think of. Um, and then being a female PE teacher, I thought had some value. So anyway, a school called me and they said, Hey, we saw your, uh, application to be a PE teacher. We're interested in that, but would you also be interested in being an athletic director for our school? And this is a new school that hasn't started yet. Like it will be its first year, um, in existence. And I said, bet. So I became the athletic director, um, middle school coach or middle school PE teacher, which was also the program lead. And then I also coached basketball and track. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So what, what, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What, what, when you say new school, like what did that mean exactly? Like, was it a religious school? Was it a like charter school? What kind of explain that? Or was it just like a new school to their district or whatever? No, this school was new. It was a whole new entity, which has now popped up. So this school was a public charter classical academy. Explain that. (laughs) So predominantly um, parent funded or donor based, uh, also funded by a grant. And so this school is now a network because I was part of the first one that they had signed a grant saying or, you know, applied for a grant that would give them the money if they put up three, if they built three schools in five years. So I was part of school number one from the day. I was one of their last hires um, to come on board. I had six days to move out. So they called me. Uh, offered me the job after the interview process. I flew out there, interviewed in person, um, and they called me back that weekend saying, you got the job. I called my apartment complex that I had done a, a look-in lease in 20, you know, 24 hours, look-in lease, and called them, secured an apartment, and called my parents and said, hey, I got a job. I'm moving in six days. Oh, my um, gosh. Came back what? to Colorado Springs, packed up, drove out, and I was there. Um, so the public charter classical school, classical is just, you know, style of learning where it's typically, it's not necessarily, um, from a school board per se. It's, it's more of, gosh, how's the feel? Um, I mean, to put it plainly, you're learning from, it's more paper, pencil, less technology driven, right? It's a little bit more old school. You're reading more classical text, uh, which often comes from old white dudes. And so a lot of the the founders and the board of the school were white males. And so there was kind of this uh, urgency from a lot of the female staff to say, hey, there are other authors out there like for us to be picking texts from and Mm -hmm. introducing that would still be considered classical if you will so but I didn't teach at the classical level out in Texas I was PE so I didn't have to it wasn't affecting me as much how long were you Um, there uh, I was there almost two years I didn't make it through the second year uh, through the full second year because as the school was growing and they had visions to start another school, um, they were already starting 
to find property for their second school in year one and starting to find staffing to grow the network. And they ended up hiring one of their white male friends to be the athletic director over me. He was going to become the network, like the whole school's network director, and then campuses would have athletic director assistants, if you will. And so essentially I was demoted. Um, I also asked to keep my kiddos because that was something I was looking forward to because in, in classroom teaching, you have your kids and then they're gone unless you move up with them or unless they get retained. So I was looking forward to those connections, being able to be their PE teacher again and all that stuff. He ended up getting my older kids. It's just like everything I had. Mm-hmm. He got. Um, got they even made me share an office with this man. <laughs> oh. And it was just very much a slap in the face. And I, I went back knowing that they, so they made this decision before the, before the end of year one. And I dealt with it over the summer as best as I could and decided to go back. And I said, I just got out here. I thought no matter what happened, I wanted to be at that. I wanted to be at that school for three years, no matter what happened. And that's just not what ended up happening. I was going to stay through the second year. I left because um, another school reached out to me, another charter school in Austin, and said, hey, our athletic director left uh, prematurely, and we need somebody. Mm -hmm. And theirs was a larger charter school. It was more of a well-oiled machine. And I Mm -hmm. thought, you know what? Yeah. So in order to get proper training, um, and kind of know the lay of the land and, and all that stuff at that school. I left uh, beginning of May or sorry, beginning of March of 2020 and then 2020 COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then sport. And then it wasn't the job that I thought it would be. I stayed there for another two years. Um, and then unfortunately I was let go, but I was given the option to, it was tough. <laughs> I was given the option to either uh, resign, forcibly resign, or to be fired. Um, and there's so much more to that, but that is what happened. And so I chose to resign, even though the real of it is it was not on my terms. Right. So then what door opened for you after that? Where did you go from that experience? So FCA was trying to poach me (laughs) that whole year really and I said you know I don't know I'm I'm here I'm in this I'm not loving it but I'm in this and so there have been a lot of conversations some interviews and whatnot and throughout the process and then when I um so I started the process with FCA but then ended up not going through with it because I just felt like I was called to stay in Austin so for that time period that I was not working for the school because that was during the year that that happened it was right before the holidays actually Um, and, uh, let's see from there. I, I drove, um, cookies. I know some people know crumble cookie. I worked for a company called Tiff's treats. Um, and so I was a delivery driver of warm cookies and that was something I wanted to do. I loved it. I love to drive and, you know, to put smiles on people's faces. And that was a job where like there was a ceiling like you could attain essentially perfection and I think I needed that Mm -hmm. I have been in a role where there's just always something else you could do and so Mm -hmm. it was nice and there's always a way you could be better and blah 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 this and so after being knocked down a couple pegs I needed something where I was like man I got this I can be confident I can be good at something yes Mm -hmm. so I worked for them I started coaching for one of the coaches nonprofits who I hired she was our varsity basketball coach she and her husband were uh professional basketball players overseas. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. And so they had a nonprofit company and they're like, Hey, why don't you come be one of our coaches? Like we know you, we saw how hard you worked and got it out of this and you're not working right now. So I started coaching with them, driving for the cookie company. And I was my father's administrative assistant. He's in Colorado Springs and he is an author and public speaker and, um, consultant like marriage, marriage counselor and, all these things. Fantastic. So then I had, yeah. So then I had three part-time jobs, but it was barely making what I needed. And I, so I went back into teaching my last year in Texas at a neighborhood school at a chart back in title one, which is where I originated from. I did third grade and was the team lead 
even though I was new to the school, based on experience, um, I had the most experience and I had been team lead in the past. And then realized, you know, I took a break from education, from teaching classroom for a reason. Um, and FCA, doors to FCA opened up again. And here we are. What was your, that's a, that's like a really great, like full circle kind of, you know, experience. <laughs> but like, when did you first get exposed to FCA? Where did oh, that come into when your I life? Was in, yeah, I knew about it in middle school. Okay. I probably went twice because they had FCA in the morning and I sure. wasn't about that. Right. So call, high school, I was a freshman in high school and FCA was booming. It was one of the most popular clubs. And that's what, that's what originally grabbed me. And then my senior year, I was chosen to be on leadership for, I represented my high school. There were a couple of us chosen to be on leadership of our high school and then come together with other student leaderships, um, high schools around the city. We called it leadership locker room, which is still a thing now. And I was a part of the first group of it uh, way back in 2007 and 2008 school year. Nice. That's so Um, good. Yeah. Oh, I just have some and questions. Drew, yeah. Drew is yep. the current state director. Of Colorado. And yes, of Colorado. He, my school, Liberty High School, was one of his schools, um, one of his campuses that he oversaw and attended um, weekly when he was an intern for FCA. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and so world. I yeah. have watched him, go, you know, achieve the levels that he's at um, from intern to rep to director to um, state and all that. And so I've known him and his family for a long time. It's been about 16 years now, just before they, I knew them a year before they had their oldest child. So I always, when I say, Mm. how long have I known them? I look at their oldest child and I add a year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, that's such a crazy world. I feel like your story (laughs) one, how, it sounds like you had a lot of challenges, a lot of things that you, it didn't end up going the way that you wanted it to go. Right. Or am I saying this <laughs> right. wrong? So like, how, no. how did you, cause that's like people, one thing I like about your story is that you didn't give up. It right. wasn't just like, you know what, forget this. I'm just going to go sleep on the couch and eat potato chips and find some other way to, you know, make money. <laughs> so like, what was, mm-hmm. what were you doing to make sure that you could stay on your feet, you were still healthy mentally. Like, what were you doing? Like to, cause a lot of the things that you said, like, it sounds like there was some other issues besides maybe not your work performance, um, that caused some of these things. So like, how, how did you deal with those? Does that make sense? Great question. Okay. <laughs> I think it's the first time that I paused. I didn't have a direct answer. Um, it was so hard. Um, I don't know if this podcast of yours is a faith-based podcast or not. But uh, it just matters who we're talking to, so it can be today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the truth is relying on Jesus, like falling back on on who he made me to be. I struggled with identity when I was in high school, and then I, what, a decade later found myself struggling with identity again and self-worth and my when when I was let go and this was by a woman that I I mean I left my other school for her like to work not just in that position but I I trusted her and we had become friends um, and I hung out with her a lot especially during COVID I was by myself a lot and so we would go and do activities and bike rides and with her and her daughter her little daughter and um, she really had my back and so then something switched that second year um, where my character was called into question. The job was Lord over my head um, or the, the longevity of the job was Lord over my head all the time. Um, and I could go at any moment, which did happen. And so trust was a big thing. And, and that was by a black female. And that was the first time I had had a superior who looked like me. Um, it was just a lot, but really the reliance on the Lord and, and, and realize like, sorry, leaning back on some of my friends as well. I reached out to people and I let them know, not for a sob story, but just said, Hey, these are a couple things that are, that are going on right now. 
uh, all at once. And what are some characteristics? Please name three attributes um, that come to mind when you think of me. And I just, I sent out a mass text um, and had people individually respond to me. And a lot of that negated what had been said in adverse, right, in this lady's office. So that was one thing that kind of helped me to cut through some of some of the negative and some of the lies. But it did take a lot of just prayer and realize, like, relying on the Lord and not letting other people speak negative into my life. Already so much of what I love about you is you're not giving us like the Facebook version for lack of better term of your story. Like you are sharing the struggle and what you've actually went through and how you came through the other end. And so many people I think often are just like, Oh, let me get, let me fast forward to the end. You know, let me tell you the good Mm -hmm. stuff. When so many of us along the way we've had like those hiccups or those challenges and I love that you share the faith part of it. We, you know, we have younger listeners and like my girls who are nine, 10 and 11, they listen to this podcast mm-hmm. and, and they're growing in their faith. And so to hear you share that is really beautiful. And for them to know, like, just because you have a faith in your heavenly father doesn't mean you're not going to have struggles. Doesn't mean he's going to make right. the, road, the road easy for you, but he's going to be there along with you. So thank you for sharing all that. Cause that's a really beautiful story. Well, thank you for asking the question. <laughs> I did not plan on sharing. It just has been coming out and I've been able to just trust it. That's so crazy. I don't go bragging. Yeah, but, but <laughs> I don't go bragging that I've been let go. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. I'm like, like, it was so weird when you started going there. I was like, okay, what's going to, you know, because so many people ask us when we do our podcast, like, do you write questions down or do you send them questions ahead of time? Or do you kind of put the story in a certain direction? And we're like, no, we just let people tell their story. <laughs> and so thank you for trusting us, like, to listen to your story. And thank you for sharing it because this is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you got back into FCA, which, like you said, this was like a big thing for you in middle school, high school, high school. Mm -hmm. I think I've come back here and I've told everybody, I'm like, what, what are we missing here? Yeah. Were you raised in a faith filled home or did you find your faith through FCA? I was raised in a faith based, uh, faith filled. What did you call it? Faith filled home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. My father was actually the pastor of a church when I was born. Oh, awesome. So I've been a PK uh, for the early years of my life. Okay. And I also feel like we need to meet your dad. He seems like a cool cat. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) That sounds good. Yeah, Yeah. it does. Mm -hmm. Bring him when you come to visit. Gary Chapman, the author of the five love languages, led my father to the Lord when, um, when my dad was 16. And they have remained friends and family and so gary is my quote-unquote grandpa what and i actually called him yesterday and he is now one of my recurring supporters for fca <laughs> what it's okay, okay. so what the just g- happened okay so the guy that wrote five <laughs> so love languages say, yeah <laughs> yeah y'all definitely need to interview my dad <laughs> yeah, yeah oh my goodness and i will set that up as his former admin <laughs> yes yes please yes. do that's right you please still have do. some clout with the company that's right <laughs> okay what lena's lena's on her phone right now she is her thumbs are just, just going happened. so fast yes yeah. so fast my life is crazy that's it's so you're back now you're living in where are you living what town i'm in colorado springs colorado springs so back um and you're working for fca what is your job yeah. exactly in FCA? I learned so much this last week. I think everybody's, <laughs> I think they're tired of me. If I think if I say FCA one more time around some people, they'll kick Aww. me out. But I'm yeah. like, I just don't think you understand. Like it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Um, it was so cool. What, how do you, like, what do you do now with FCA? So my, what I can break it down to, I can tell you my role and then what I do. It's not simultaneous. And I will briefly explain why my role is my title is area representative. And what that will look like when I'm funded is I will be able to go into high schools and colleges um, and work with coaches and athletes. Uh, The mission of FCA is for every uh, coach and athlete to like have a deeper relationship with Christ. So it's, it's really to help cultivate uh, their relationship. 
with the Lord. So when- and then from that, the vision of FCA is that those coaches and athletes who we have helped uh, cultivate their relationship and go deeper and by discipleship and by engaging with them and, and equipping them. Uh, so engage, equip, empower are the three E's. By doing those things, um, we will, the hope is that those coaches and athletes take their teams deeper and then that they, that really the world will change through athletics. So you were, you're talking about, you didn't say like sponsorship, but you said you funded, funded. Thank you. Is that how you manage your living? Like, how does that work? How, how are you? Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, and so huddles is just a part of being an area rep. I would also be discipling and mentoring, working with uh, pastors, and just trying to get people plugged in overall. So my, it's really like I am a channel. I'm like a middle person. Got it. Um, and so, and going to practices, games, helping launch events, outreach things. There's just so much that I would be doing. And so with that, I have a. Um, what do you call it? A goal, a fundraising goal, an amount. Okay. So I'm raising, my goal is to raise a certain number of dollars per month. And part of it goes to my salary. Well, so I would be, my salary comes from FCA directly. Okay. Um, 100% of my salary is fundraised. But then I'm also raising above what I need to live on for admin fees um and then uh what do we call it regional regional needs such as money that i'm raising to turn into scholarships for other people because you were at camp and not all the campers that went were able to pay for camp but we don't want that to stop them so scholarship money to go to camps and retreats uh, money to help with equipment supplies such as bibles snacks um, pizzas, right. For huddles, whatever they need, um, coaches retreats, right. All that training, those are things. And then hiring new staff, right. I'd be raising up volunteers, but it's also being able to maybe put some money away in my organization, my org for short and helping get other people funded and and whatnot. So we're we're all working together. Everyone in FCA fundraises or mm -hmm. just about everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what I, I think I learned, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, they give you like all the tools so that you learn how to fundraise. So that's like a yeah. skill that they teach you. And then you do all some other things too, right? So then they show you yes. like, and then it's pretty much on you. Yes. Kind of work, work at your own pace. Do do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the uh, faster I want to get paid, the more I got to get after it and the more meetings and phone calls I need to be making mm-hmm. or the slower I can do it. And so right now, while I am raising support, that is my full time job. Some people, um, because we don't see the money until we're phase one funded or there's a stipend for three months that they'll give you while you're fundraising. But then after that, um, it's like, hey, it's on you. And so depending on how much you have in your reserve or your savings or whatever the situation is, some people work part-time and, but they may get funded l- slower, right? Because oh, they're sure. not able to fully dedicate. Right. Um, but then they're getting money. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so there's a goal of being fully funded and we say, or phase one funded. So the, the goal for the year to be funded up front in 90 to a hundred days, which is that three month mark, which you would be getting a stipend. Okay. So when you're with FCA and you're doing uh, like promotions or events, do you partner with churches or do churches like partner with you or is it completely yes. separate? No. Okay. We love partnering with churches. Okay. I tried to partner with a church that I was at in Austin and they said that they don't corporately support, um, you know, people in their ministries like this. They, mm-hmm. they support people who are doing, you know, church planting and things like that and residents of their own church which is understandable, but there are a handful of churches who are like, yeah, part of our proceeds will go to fund you. Got it. Okay. Okay. Very good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tell me who is just kind of off topic. One of the most influential people that you have met 
that has made you a better person? Ooh. I because like, I feel like ooh, he's met a lot ooh. of people. And it can't be your dad. I know. Because we already feel like he's really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or Chapman. Uh, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I know. I was trying not to, trying to like bypass both of them. Let's see. Oh, I apologize for that noise. Oh, you're good. Um, let's see. And it can't be me. I know we just met, but. Oh, or me. Shoot, you're taking all my options away. I know, I know. You know what? This is what I'll say. Um, And the answer could change later, but for the sake of time, this is who comes to mind. Um, I had a track coach in high school. She was, she wasn't my full-time coach because I was distance and she was a sprint and hurdle coach. And I say that she probably had the most impact because um, there were just a couple of things that she did that I felt like she went out of her way to help me turn into the best runner I could be, whether I was running for her or not. And what I mean by that is she is, uh, she went to the Olympics. She ran in the Olympics. Um, don't ask me what year I forget. Um, <laughs> but she had these um, shoes that she ran in in the Olympics and she let me wear them for a whole season because I didn't have the finances to (sighs) have spikes. Like I didn't know about running when I started running. Mm -hmm. I knew tennis shoes and then I learned about cross trainers and then I was trying to like run racing flats, but that they weren't the right type for, I was, I, when I was younger, when I was a freshman, I was doing more sprints versus distance, but I was trying to do sprint races in long distance flats. Oh, and, gotcha. and so to say those didn't have, they would slip a little bit more because you run on different parts of your feet mm-hmm. for different races. Mm-hmm. And so all to say, I didn't have a grip. I didn't have something propelling me. And there was a race where I, I could have, I could have snatched, you know, a place up and I didn't. Right. And so after that race and after watching me, she was like, Hey, you need different shoes. And I'm like, Hey, can't, you know, like, <laughs> I'm one of three mm-hmm. girls in high school. We're all doing sports. My parents fundraise like, nah, like without even telling her all that, it's just like, yeah, I told my parents and they're just like, sorry, right. I'm not sure right mm-hmm. now that we can do this. So she goes, Hey, I got something for you. Take care of them. They were mine or are mine and whatnot. That was one thing that was wow. cool. Fast forward. When I become a track coach myself, she is still coaching at my alma awesome. mater and we run That's into cool. each other and it was just a different, it was just cool to, have seen her as someone who I looked up to as a coach, but then also someone coach to coach. Then we became peers. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, she just, she saw a lot of greatness in me. And one thing that I learned from her, she really regrets not pushing me harder. And I regret that she didn't push me harder either. She said that she wasn't sure. She saw the kind of runner that I could have been. And she wanted me to do 300 hurdles. And I, she thinks that I could have gone to state in 300 hurdles, like been great. And this is coming from a former Olympic like hurdler. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that encouraged me in my coaching going forward to be like, you know what? I had a coach that saw potential in me and, and backed off right. and we both regretted it. And right. so then it helped me later to like in my, in my conversations and while I, push people, you know, just Mm -hmm. to trust what we see in people. Mm -hmm. So it was impactful. Yeah. Have you now that, you know, you're outside of that element, like she's not your coach. Have you told her the impact she had on you? No. Okay. If you haven't, you need to do that. That's got to (laughs) happen. Write her a letter. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Write her a letter. Yep. I mean, we're not demanding or anything. I mean, it's, it's a homework assignment. No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I need to. Mm -hmm. Um, just a fun question. What was your first thought of me when you met me? Oh, please do tell. Let it I, loose. Yep. Don't I got hold it. back. Uh, this is going to be so good or it yes. could be really bad. Instantly. Probably that hair. You're like stalling oh. for me, but I already have, I have an instant first reaction. Okay. I thought that you could have been the daughter of a former FCA. Well, no, she's current FCA staff. Oh. But she just, she and I flip-flopped. She was here in Colorado Springs. She's from Texas, um, but it was working in Colorado Springs as a volleyball coach. She worked for USA uh-huh. Volleyball for years. Then she coached at high schools and different things. She's incredible. So she was already a volleyball coach, and you favor her. I need to show you a picture, but, like, you resemble her. 
You do. Gosh, she must and be so beautiful. And so when I first saw you, I was like, <laughs> demanding. Stunning. Let me stunning. Stun- yes. <laughs> so when I saw you, I was like, oh my gosh. And then you were a volleyball coach. I'm like, this is too crazy. But That's I knew funny. that anyway. And she just moved back. We like were ships passing in the night. As I was coming, like the same weekend I came to Colorado from Texas, she was moving back to Texas from Colorado. Oh, wow. Good stuff. But yeah, that was my first impression. I was Good. like, I just thought that you could have been connected to her. Um, when was the last time you were at an FCA camp, like the one that we were at this last week? The last time? Yeah, so I had been to those Greeley camps before. Um, I went to the the one the first time it was in Greeley because it used to be in Flagstaff, Arizona for years and years. Hmm. So the first time it was in Greeley, I was at that one. And then I think I went the year or second year after that. So it's been about eight years. Mm-hmm. Did you attend something like that when you were in high school? No. Um, in fact, part of my uh, presentation in FCA when I'm, when I'm sharing with people is that I was, you know, there's the saying, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Well, oh. I was always a counselor, never a camper. Oh. So I didn't go to camps um, growing up mm-hmm. I didn't really oh not overnight camps like that sure so my experiences with camps primarily have been through the counselor lens got it what was oh. your coolest <laughs> thing I mean I've been bragging about this camp forever but like what was something that you, you left there and you're just like this was so awesome uh, so this past one was yeah. actually some connections with the huddle leaders mm, and okay. um they are typically collegiate athletes or collegiate students uh, for those listeners who don't know. And one in particular, so I got to coach girls basketball up at camp as a lead coach. And so I didn't have my own group of campers or athletes to kind of shepherd, uh, but I, I had them as a whole. But the huddle leaders, I kind of felt were essentially my my huddle, uh, like my individual, because some of them would come to me asking me questions about how to tap in more with certain athletes or was their testimony that they shared? Was it okay? Or they wanted to just talk about things in life and like, Hey, they invited me in to the last um, team meeting, their last huddle meeting that they had with the girls after, after um, the last session, like that big old dance party that we had on the last night. And then they broke off into uh, their section and they, they like called me and said, Hey, have you left yet? If you're not doing anything, would you want to come? and sit up here on stage with us as we uh, do the do the question panel. So I was honored in that. And, and one step forward, one of the girls was playing basketball at CSU Pueblo and mentioned that she was transferring. She grew up in Colorado Springs, played for Pueblo, but is transferring to UCCS, which is the University of Colorado at Colorado Springs. I said, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be in the Springs, too. UCCS is going to be one of my campuses once I get funded. Let's stay in touch. Oh, we have been nice. texting a little bit through the week. And then I go to church for the first time since moving back. I go yesterday. And who do I see? No. This huddle leader. Oh. So I'm like, okay, God, I yes. have already been feeling like I wanted to invest in her. But now I'm like, okay, she's probably one that I, I've been praying for people to, for the Lord to put specific people on my mind. I can't disciple everyone, mm-hmm. uh, nor would I be good to disciple everybody, right? Like a few or you can dive in deeper with a few right. versus going surface with many. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I feel like she's going to be one that I would like to hopefully, um, disciple. That's, that's awesome. That is that's so cool. Yeah, that is cool. Well, isn't it so that's so, that just like gives I me know, like chills. I like know. how cool is that? <laughs> yes. And that you yes. give credit where credit is due. You're like, okay, God, I get it. I'm listening. Yeah. I'm paying attention. I got yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, if you've never listened to any of our episodes, which I'm, after this you will, because yep. we got some big people yes. coming up here. Like, you know a few of them. So yes. um, you'll have to listen. So we always end with a few questions. And this is... Because Lena and I, we like to learn. We like to, this is what we love to do. Like meet new people, meet people that usually we wouldn't, you know, just like meet new people, find their stories. And in return, then we can become, you know, like we can do better things and learn about other people, et cetera, and spread the word. Um, So, and then we get to try new things. So for instance, do you drink any coffee or caffeine? I do. What 
is your you want to know my poison oh, yes, yes. <laughs> um let's see uh for coffee i like well yeah i like chai lattes and starbucks right now has a it doesn't have to be starbucks but like they have the oat milk um mm-hmm. brown sugar mm. yeah oh. yeah iced latte so that yes. one's really good but yeah basically any ice so chai tea latte mm-hmm. that sounds i nice. like that. that sounds good and then uh or dr pepper oh like we're talking sodas. yeah just a plain yeah. old dp yeah. Like it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like it. I don't even know the last time I've had one, but when I was young, that was. I'll take a diet, Dr. Pepper. I'm quite sure a real one would just knock me yeah. over. What are you <laughs> What are you currently reading? Leading? Reading. 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 Yeah. yell at you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not a big reader. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Are you list like? Do you listen to podcasts or do you, you know, listen? To I used like- to. Okay. In Texas, uh, with a lot of like, with the city being so spread out, I would drive quite a distance. Sure. Uh, just to get from point A to B. Mm-hmm. And so I would do podcasts here and there. What was one of your favorites uh, or one that you followed? A myriad of them. I liked. Um, now I might botch the name of it, but um, gosh, it was a catchy title. But anyway, the Perrys. Uh, Jackie Perry and her husband Preston okay. uh, Perry. What was yeah. it about? Yeah, Jackie Jackie Hill Perry. Okay, um, I'm looking it up. If now. that name means anything to you, you guys Mm-mm. should look it up. But okay. they they're just funny. They're a married couple who love the Lord. They have a bunch of kids. She is uh, she was I best I guess most known for um, being an author who then turned into a public speaker. I believe is the the progression of her story but um she used to be gay and then um and like found the lord and then married and realized like her choices and her path and realizing that wasn't god's design for her um and wrote about it she ended oh, up awesome. while she was doing like a spoken piece some her future husband was in the audience and was like what? that girl yeah. Awesome. And so then they got married. So yeah, the book is called um, "Gay Girl, Good God." Ooh. Oh, gay girl. Okay. okay. Good God. Okay. I'll have to look that. So one that up. was actually. So sometimes I do books on tape. So uh-huh. I listen to her on tape, and then I listen to their podcast some. And uh, my dad and I, we want to start a podcast. We actually recorded a few episodes. I've just yet to launch them. So maybe I'll tap into you. Yes. Soon do and it. be like, hey, how do we just get this? out in the public well, i can tell you Good all job. the things lena yeah. can't she just nope. shows up she's yep. just the per- just she's the, the pretty face and the voice there we go now we're talking mm-hmm. you got to have one of those i'm assuming that's you and dad is the, i don't know what i haven't seen a picture yet but um, yeah Before no I- my dad would be the pretty face oh. i'm the one that's i'm the heavy lifter yeah. <laughs> oh my okay oh, great now that's what time, time out time out herself she says this she's like all of what how tall are you I could like throw you over my shoulder like a hey, sack of potatoes. Leave her she's adorable. You are I'm five three. Five three. Five three. And like hundred and ten pounds. Yeah. Okay, she can just... squat at least two hundred though. She means nothing Probably. but business. This nothing awesome. but yeah. business. Awesome. A lean fighting machine. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um <laughs> do you watch anything? Are you a TV watcher? Yes. Okay. I love TV what is and it? movies. What's yes. the show? Currently? Yes. I'm re-binging, keyword, key prefix, re, um, suits. Yes! You and I are best friends forever. No, 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 time out. You know what else she watches? Oh, no. Shit's Creek. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, mm, the mm. number of times I've seen that one. Oh, right? I, I mean, probably six times. Oh, I love it. It's so oh, good. And the suits. I, I got to get on that one. Yes, I'm rewatching Suits right now, too. And it is yeah. so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is. Mm-hmm. You need. Lena's never watched Shit's Creek, so she just I've doesn't tried. get it. I've tried. I just what think like that? my comedic love is with The Office, mm. and like nothing has topped The Office. So I'm just kind of like, I'll you know, mm. it's not there. But I bet it's good. I'm sure it's good. Just yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's a yeah. different type. It's not quite the documentary style that The Office is mm-hmm. like at all. Okay, if there was a young person, we we don't really. Oh wait, well we no, we'll ask. You can okay, do that one. There, if there was a young person listening, and Maybe they were working on their faith. Okay. They're, they're, hmm. They have maybe a foundation, but they're working on it. What would be something that you would challenge them to do 
to grow their faith? I would challenge a young person um, who's listening, who wants to build their faith, who wants to build Mm -hmm. their faith, not just someone who's like, oh, I probably need to. No, someone who wants to get in the word, stay Mm -hmm. in the word. Mm -hmm. If you're questioning where to start, you can start with the Gospels Mm -hmm. and just learning the stories and miracles of Jesus um, oh, the accounts, someone corrected me one time, like stories sound like they're made up, make believe Ooh, right. the accounts of Christ, right? Because they mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just understanding the characteristics of God and then talking with somebody about it, not just yes. reading on your own because some people do and they, and then that's that. But for me, as someone who's walked with the Lord since I was, or well, so when someone has believed in the Lord since about five years old, but then really walked with him since I was a preteen and in my teenage years, the Bible can still be a lot to just chew on if I'm right. reading it by myself. Yes. And so it's, it's diving in. It's either finding resources mm-hmm. to kind of help go along with the verses, like a Bible gateway or something that maybe could be a little bit of a study piece and helping me understand Mm-hmm. Now, why is this significant? Why is it in the Bible? Who is God or who is the author? You know, like right, who? Right. Yes, God, obviously talking to during this time. Why mm-hmm. is that significant? Mm-hmm. That, those are just a couple of things. So what would be a read re- the word? Yes. That get that like follow up with people. Talk, talk about it. Dissect the word. Excellent. Is there a resource that you go to most often? <sighs> no, not anymore. Um, I just mentioned like Blue Bible Gateway. And then there's like... No, that's the only one that's like popping into mind. Okay. There were, I used to have a, a list of resources, but I, sure. I haven't used those in yeah, a while. That's fine. And church. I mean, church is such a resource for me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really try to not just let that be the only time a week that I am reading, Good. Um, that I'm in the word, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to sit here and, and lie and say that I spend time with God daily. Mm-hmm. That is a goal, mm-hmm. um, but I don't do it yet. Yep. That's been my, we, we've talked about that here. Like that's been a summer goal for me. And I'm doing, and I use the Bible app and I've been, Mm, mm -hmm. you know, and there's an actually kids version. And so my girls do it together and I do it on my own. But that has been something that for me, like I have to start my day and I have to make that. Yeah. Make that time. It's easy for the day to get going. And then you're like, oh gosh. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so we always, part of us, um, what we do at the end is we say someone that we're thankful for. So I know you probably have a lot of people in your life, but what's, who's one person that you're thankful for? Thankful for my mother. She is one of the most patient people uh, in my life. And I, (laughs) if you know me or now you're getting to know me, I'm someone who requires patience or like who needs that in return. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not the most patient person. And yeah, she's just, she's great for me. I'm thankful that God designed her to be my mom. That's awesome. On that note, I think Andrea and I are very similar Mm -hmm. as we like to know what's going on and we like leadership. Oh, okay. Mm. Because there was a few times at FCA where like mm. I was just holding in my frustration. Mm-hmm. Not this little one. She was like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. like, like, let's get, we let's need get, to know yeah. what's happening. Structure. Let's I'm like, okay, yeah, yes. you're right. So if she's fired up, I'll just take control. <laughs> like, we'll just both be the chiefs here. <laughs> Because I think that structure leads to efficiency. There you go. Mm. Let's get things done. I'm a doer. Yes. Yes. We'll put that down on your T-shirt. Yes. That's a good quote. Thank you so much. This this has been so so awesome. Oh, Lena. Well, hold on. Lena's got to say who she's thankful for and then me, and then we'll let you go. Andrea. Uh, I'm thankful. I'm wearing my T-shirt today, my Cobley vacation. I'm, I'm thankful for our friends, the Lees, that... Uh, took us to the lake this weekend that we don't get to see them all the time but when we do we just pick right up and they're mm-hmm. raising great little mm-hmm. humans like great kids that are our kids' age and they are fun but yet they also like challenge us sometimes like to think outside the box or they'll go off about something and we don't have to agree mm-hmm. and I just love that about the kind of friends that you can have that you don't have to agree about everything but they have good conversation and just good people and they took really good care of us that's good yeah. I like that yeah yeah, yeah. I'm going to say I am thankful for uh, so many people, so many people. Um, I'm going to say Ray, the Conroys, oh, Christian yeah. and Rachel. They're good um, Love them both. Rachel and I, she's, you know, you go through these phases like where you're friends with people um, at certain, you know, yeah. like 
just how things work. Yep. And Rachel and I, we, we communicate quite a bit and we are able to connect on a lot of different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of conversations and and then Chris is just like a side, oh, like just a yeah. side piece. Like yeah. he's kind he's of funny. Kind so of every now and then, and then you can throw him in. Sometimes in the way, her husband. sometimes a pain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's like true. that's great. I'm yes. thankful for those two. Yeah, they're good people. So yeah. Well, thank you so much. Uh, when you have a spare moment, come out and visit us in McCook. Yes, I will take really good we care of We can probably you. get you on stage at church as yes. well. We know some oh, people there. Yes, we could. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be so that would I would awesome. love to come out and meet you guys oh, or, yes. well, meet you in person. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. of course. Yes. She's okay. Again, Haley. Yes, she's okay. Yes. Well, we're going to see each other again because Lena's already decided if we're doing this FCA thing, she's coming from here on out. Heck to the yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. let's go. Yeah, All let's right. do it. And she, she supposedly can play basketball. So like you could have her help uh, yep. on your side. Played for two hours this morning. You're <laughs> she welcome. has a wicked yep. underhand serve. So I don't need her in my department, oh, but she probably does. <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> oh boy. Thank you so much well, for taking thank you. time. Yes. This was awesome. And uh, before I hang up, text me your dad's name and number and contact okay. info. We That's want to talk right. to Make him that for happen. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so well, much. Thank you all for thank having you. me. Have yes. a great day. Yes. yes. See you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, let's go. Let's do this. That was so fun. She's a sweetheart. Her parents she did is. a good job. They did a phenomenal job. Yeah. I hope my people can say that about our kids someday. And like, I like the vulnerability yes. of just like saying it how it is. Yep. Life isn't always success. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's one thing. Um, with Rachel, like we are able to have conversations where it's like, yeah, you know what? Life isn't perfect. It yeah. is hard. Mm-hmm. And there's other people that are also, that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so. But some, and it always doesn't have to be like a failure. It's an exactly. opportunity to get moving in the direction maybe you're meant to be. Mm-hmm. And so you're getting a prompt from somebody else to get going in a different direction. So that's it right. doesn't always have to be looked at as a failure. That's and then sometimes right. it can be, and that's okay. All right. Well, Good stuff. Yes. Well, um, everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Caffeine and Comedy. I'm your host, Haley Kobza. And I'm Lena.